of the Holy Name and give the Harinam initiations and then there'll be cooking and a feast for midday so that will begin right after breakfast and so today today is another auspicious day in the Vaishnav calendar and there are many such days, as it turns out. Most of them in commemoration of Bodhi Vaishnav saints, acharyas, who've set an example for all of us, and often, as is the case, have left the wealth of literature for us to take advantage of as well. And today is the disappearance day of Shamananda Prabhu. Shamananda. Hmm. So we'll say a few words about the contribution of Shamananda. Shamananda Prabhu appeared in Orissa. Orissa is the state in which Jagannath Puri is found. That's the kind of the center. We talked a little bit about Jagannath and Jagannath Puri last night. And he appeared in the family of lineage of devotees, Vaishnav birth. And in that lineage the devotees were all followers of Sakyarasa. And the following of Sakyarasa, the cowherd fraternal love for Krishna, uh, was something that was quite prominent in Bengal and Orissa. 
due to the influence of Nityananda Prabhu, even before the Sampradaya of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became formal, as I've often said, it was Nityananda Prabhu who started the Chaitanya Vaishnavism, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu instructed him to always sing about Krishna, to follow the teachings of Krishna and so forth. But he reasoned and reasoned well. We should reason, we should sing about Gore, sing his name, follow his teachings. And of course, Gore is Krishna. And in the form in which, through which Krishna actually really in a tangible way becomes accessible. Krishna making himself accessible in a sense as a byproduct of uh, the pursuit of um, his uh, experience of himself that uh, belongs to Radha. So the madness of that, of Krishna pursuing Radha's love, results in an, in an overflow of dispensation hmm, in the world. Uh, so, we find Krishna, we shall realize Krishna in a real sense, in a full sense, through following Krishna in the form of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This uh, Krishna's Kaviraj, the author of Chaitanya Charitamrita, made the statement that if one considers himself a devotee of Krishna, in this time, but it's not a devotee of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then uh, I don't think that he's a devotee. He used stronger terms than that. Hmm. He gave an example to support his conviction. He said that in Krishna Leela, Jarasandha was a follower of the Varnashram system. He was a king, he followed the Varnashram system social system, social religious system. And this is a system ordained by Krishna in the Gita, chattu-varna-maya-sishtam guna-karma-vivagasa. And um, so to follow it means to be a follower of Vishnu. So he said Jarasandha was a devotee of Vishnu, but he was not a devotee of Krishna, who is Vishnu, Right? Jarasandha fought with Krishna 18 times. Jarasandha was the father of uh, at least one of the wives of Kamsa. So when Krishna killed Kamsa, then Jarasandha, uh, to avenge his daughter's um, plight and... Uh, uh, death of their husband and so forth, his his son-in-law, he um, set out on a campaign to attack Krishna. This is one of the reasons that Krishna said he didn't return to Vrindavan because then Jarasandha would have come there and in Vrindavan they had no fortresses, no armies, they were just village people. So instead he went out and collected armies and became a prince and so forth. They fought with Jarasandha many times. So uh, 18 different battles they had. Yeah, I think it's described in the Bhagavatam. So <laughs> here he was, a devotee of Vishnu, but he was fighting with Krishna. And 
he's considered, if we make the division between the godly and the demonic, to fall on the latter side. Jarasand and Krishna Leela is a demon, not a devotee. <laughs> so it's an interesting logic. Hmm? And it's quite uh, quite tight also. He's given a very nice example. Here he was a devotee of Vishnu, but he couldn't recognize Vishnu in the form of Krishna hmm? and was against him. Here someone may claim to be a devotee of Krishna, but, uh, but not recognize Krishna coming as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in, 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 in such an accessible way, sharing of himself and, and so forth. And, and Krishna says in the Gita that we should surrender unto him, but he doesn't really say how. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu comes in and gives the how, a whole system of uh, bhakti centered on, uh, on Krishna. Hmm? So, Krishna said, if one calls himself a devotee of Krishna, but not a devotee of Gaur, then I call him a demon. Hmm? This is strong. His bhava, his, but he gives some support for the idea as well. Hmm? So, Nityananda Prabhu reasoned and reasoned well, we should worship Gore. He is Krishna, and here, in such an extraordinary um, descent. And so, he had uh, his own associates, Nityananda Prabhu, and um, they had all descended, as it's thought, with him, his immediate uh, friends in Krishna Lila, Dwadasa Gopal, the twelve Gopals, twelve cowherds. They're the principal uh, kind of paradigmatic, 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 paradigmatic uh, persons in, uh, in in Sakirasa, and so they had their lineages and whatnot. And this was before Gaudiya Vaishnavism actually kind of. Uh, coalesced, as it were, gelled into a real uh, systematic theology. And uh, Shamananda, as he became known, was born in one of these Gopal families uh, and eventually became one of the principal persons um, that brought about that um, systematizing and establishing Gaudiya Vaishnavism as we know it today, with a systematic theology and Siddhanta and so forth, that all the different Gaudiyas uh, affected by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to embrace as, yes, this is the orthodox, if you will, uh, teaching of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, gathered, um, imparted by him personally to the Goswamis, written about by them, and as we'll hear, popularized and uh, by Krishna Das Kaviraj Goswami, and circulated and organized in a sense by by Shamananda, Srinivas, and Narottam, three devotees. So Shamananda was born in a family in Orissa of uh, lineage of uh, followers of uh, Sakirasa. And they were devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu. 
and um, he was a younger son, and before he was born, it is said that his daughter, his sisters, and brothers died. So he was named Dukia. It means like sorrow. Hmm? He was born like an only son, but he had daughters, or excuse me, sisters and brothers who had who he never got to meet. But sorry, as his material life was in that respect, um, there was uh, something more to him that was certainly auspicious and would give rise to happiness in his father's heart, and uh, that was that he was a natural uh, devotee. And he... um, was uh, naturally and spontaneously interested in meeting with the uh, Gloridas Pandit, one of the Dwarasa Gopals, at uh, in Kalna, and he went. He desired to go there at an early age. Father gave him permission. Went and there he met the disciple of Gloridas, uh, Hridai Chaitanya, who became his initiating guru. Hmm? And Hridai Chaitanya noted his natural proclivity for scholarship and devotion, so he sent him to uh, serve and uh, under the tutelage under the, uh, and be taught by uh, Jiva Goswami. Jiva Goswami was the, like the overriding shiksha guru of everybody in Gaudiya Vaishnavism at the time. This is uh, then after Rupa Goswami had left the world, Sanatana Goswami Jiva was the youngest of the six Goswamis. And the uh, we kind of refer to him as the Tattvacharya. The Siddhanta really was his strength, Satsandarbha, for example. It's kind of like the Vedanta of Gaudiya Vaishnavism, uh, making sense out of the Bhagavatam. Hmm? Satsandarbha is like... Like a Sandarva is like a like a necklace or something like that. So threading various verses of the Bhagavatam to show their um, wh- what the Bhagavatam is saying, how it's like Vedanta Sutra. Sutra means thread. It was to take all of the Upanishadic statements and make sense out of them. Show how they are all speaking in a concerted way to make one main um, point. Hmm? While they might appear like a, a jungle of sounds, saying many different things, and so forth. So, in the same way, Jiva Goswami took the Bhagavatam, and in his Satsandarbha, he labored to show why he took the Bhagavatam as the essence of all the scripture, and and uh, demonstrated why all scriptural statements should be understood in relation to the Bhagavatam, which is like the hub around which sacred texts orbit. It was just a very interesting revolutionary idea giving precedence to the to the uh, ostensibly to the Purana hmm, over the Veda. Hmm. Of course that particular Purana, the Bhagavad Purana, the Amala Purana, the spotless Purana, describes itself as being uh, the, the essence of the Vedanta Vedanta Saram. Hmm. Srimad Bhagavatam. So, uh, anyway, he 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 uh, 
I think I might have mentioned the other day, despite the fact that this, the, the, he, he only brought out, in a sense, what the Bhagavatam itself is saying in such a way that if you read his explanation, you think, well, how could you think otherwise? It was something that had not been understood well um, by, by others and in so many different lineages. So, a great service. And in that Satsandarbha, for example, we, it's kind of, what they say, like a, like a similar exercise as Vyas. He ties together the Bhagavatam verses in such a way as to present the essence. And um, so, he became the uh, Siksha Guru, the overriding kind of guru for all the gurus who, if there was any question as to the Siddhanta, Jiva Goswami would be referred to. Um, now, in spite of the fact that that was his position, and he resided in Vrindavan, uh, still this was um, before the Sampradaya had really come together in a concerted way, and all the different persons influenced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had been come under one kind of banner. Hmm? But it gives indication of where it would go. It would go in the direction of the Goswami's understanding of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Rupa and Sanatana had been directly uh, schooled by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu when Jiva Goswami was uh, Rupa Goswami's student so and Sanatana Goswami. So they were indeed his uncles hmm, as well. So it would go in that direction. And Shamananda would be one of the persons uh, that helped to bring that about. So, by divine arrangement, Hridaya Chaitanya initiated him and sent him to learn from Jiva Goswami in Vrindavan. And it was there that he he met with the Brahman, Srinivas, and the Chatriya Narottam. So we have a Sudra, Varna, in Shamananda, and... Uh, but more than that, of course, as I say, Vaishnava family. And then Srinivas was from a Brahmana family and a Vaishnava. And Narottam from a Chatriya family and a Vaishnava. So these three met and uh, formed a bond in Vrindavan. And they had uh, different gurus. Um, and nonetheless, they were all learning the Gaudiya Siddhanta from Jiva Goswami. Hmm. And at a certain point in their learning, after the Chaitanya Charitamrita had been uh, written, they were advised, the three of them, to go on a mission with the principal books now of the Gaudiyas, the Bhakti Shastras, as we call them. Srinivas wrote the beautiful Astakam in praise of the six Goswamis, and there he says, Nana Shastra Vichara Naikanipano Saddharma Samstapako Lokanam Hittakarano Tribhuvane Manyo Sharanyaparo Describe the Goswamis as expertly taking from all the revealed scriptures and presenting their essence for the benefit of the of humanity with compassion as their only motive. So Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu Brihat Bhagavatamrita hmm? Ultimately, Chaitanya Charitamrita also. 
and um, a host of other books of the Goswamis, Lagu Bhagavatamrita, and so on and so forth, were given in a chest to the, these three devotees, Chamananda, Srinivas, and Narottam, and they were commissioned to take them to Bengal. And the idea was to start to collect all the devotees influenced by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and bring them under the the, uh, the teachings of the Goswamis, particularly as they had been distilled and presented in the common language of uh, in, in Bengali in the form of Chaitanya Charitamrita. And uh, I believe it was just uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita was was finished in Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's old, old age, so he was, it was his last work, and he was just about to expire at the time. And uh, so anyway, they went, this was their mission. Of course, the story goes that along the way, they stopped in a particular village, and the king of the area was... Um, not ruling over his constituents in a very generous way. He would uh, spy on them and steal from them and so forth. So word had it that these three travelers had come into his area and they had something very valuable that they were protecting, a chest. And so he had his bandits come in the night and they stole the chest thinking it would be full of jewels but it was, and it was, but the jewels were the books of the Goswamis. So they brought it back to the king. He was disappointed. What? Oh, it's only books. But then when he began to look at the books, he saw they were very extraordinary books. And so he kept them. And uh, Srinivas, kind of taking a leading position, told Narutam and Shaman, you go on to Bengal, and Orissa, and so forth. And these were the two communities, Orissa and Bengal, where... Chaitanya's influence had been very strong in Bengal where he appeared and in Puri, as I said, where he lived for so many years. Last night I mentioned where we discussed that. So, and, and I'll try to, you know, find the books. So he stayed in the area for some time and um, uh, he came across one fellow and the fellow took a liking to him and started to learn from him, found him to be an extraordinary scholar and ultimately took him to the king's court and there the Bhagavatam was being recited by the local pundit, and he wasn't understanding it in the way that Srinivas understood the Bhagavatam, being a student of the Goswamis and so forth. And so he objected in the king's court, which could have got your head cut off, uh, but uh, he did it kind of spontaneously, hearing the... Uh, the misrepresentation and the scholar challenged him, of course, and the king allowed for a debate. And Srinivas took the book and spoke as tears moistened the pages. And he explained the verses of the Bhagavatam, Rasalila, in such a way that everyone melted. The pundit became his disciple. The king became his disciple. And the king showed him, by the way, I've got these books. And so there it was. And they were found again. <clears throat> um, so. Meanwhile, Shamananda was with Narutam heading to Bengal and Orissa, and there they um, very um, expertly 
eventually uh, presented the literatures and the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in such a way um, over time uh, in their lives as to, as I say, systematize the uh, Gaudiya Sampradaya with the uh, core book, in a sense, being the Chaitanya Charitamrita, which was the distilled essence of the Goswami's um, teaching, what, how they had learned about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as to his the, the reason of extent, his extent, his inner heart's aspiration, what he was all about from him. Hmm? So this was a, was a very extraordinary period in Gaudiya Vaishnavism. These are the kind of um, substantial, these three successors, if you will, of of the Goswamis, and they 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 did the service of not so much writing the books, but circulating the books. Although they they did uh, Shamananda wrote a book or two himself. These were not of the same; they were more narratives of the same philosophical depth and so forth as uh, the Goswamis. So the, you know, the, the a lot of the devotees, uh, Prabhupada's disciples, are fond of book distribution. It's, it's called because he was fond of that. So these were the original book distributors, if you will. <laughs> Shamananda, Srinivas, and Narottam. They did an extraordinary uh, uh, service for the Sampradaya. But um, um, separate from that, of course, they, there's, a, there's a beautiful story of Shamananda and how despite the fact that he was born in a lineage, a family lineage of uh, following the Sakyaras, and despite the fact that he got initiated by Goridas Pandit's disciple, Hridaya Chaitanya, Goridas Pandit is the incarnation of Subal, Krishna's dear most friend in Krishna Leela, hmm? in Gaur Leela. Goridas Pandit kept uh, the deities of Gaur and in his house, even when Gaur and were still on uh, performing their pastimes. So now we got permission to have a deity form of them. And there's some beautiful songs glorifying his worship of Gaur Nityananda, hmm? composed uh, by the uh, Vaishnavas, Vaishnav Kavis, poets. Um, the famous incident, of course, is how Goridas had the uh, deity of Gornitinanda, and Gornitinanda came to visit his house. And so he offered them lunch and so forth, and they began to leave, and he said, you can't leave, I can't allow you to leave my house. And they said, but we're standing right there on your altar. So what's the problem? He said, no, no, I want you, not them. They said, okay, so they walked up on the altar, and the deities walked out. Hmm. It's a famous story. So... <clears throat> This was a very prominent link, if you will, to the Sakyarasa. His initiating Guru Hridachitanya was a direct disciple of Goridas Pandit. Hmm? And um, while he was sent to Vrindavan to learn from Jiva Goswami, Jiva Goswami gave him some service. Part of learning from the Guru is to get some menial service. So he was given the service of sweeping in, I believe, Seva Kunj. Hmm? And the idea is that Krishna's pastimes are eternally taking place in Vrindavan and they can only be seen by the spiritual eye. And so Jiva Goswami wanted the area of the 
of the uh, um, uh, Radhakrishna uh, uh, Leela in the night to be swept. So he would sweep the area with a broom, and one day in his service he found a bracelet. And so he didn't know who the owner was, so he took that and tied it in his cloth and kept the bracelet and came back the next day sweeping. And in meanwhile, in the Leela, Radha had been there and lost her ankle anklet, so it's an ankle bracelet. And uh, so she asked uh, Vishaka if she could find it. She went to the place, and and there was the sweeper. So she was appearing externally, and he saw this beautiful damsel, and he said, who are you? She said, I'm just a coward woman here, but my my uh, mistress, who I may serve, has lost her her uh, ankle bracelet. Have you seen it in the area? So he said, yes, I have it, but, you know, anyway, one thing led to another. He was taken to the Jamuna to bathe and came out, and he saw himself now in a gopi form. Hmm? And Radha came and blessed him this for finding the necklace, or the bracelet, I should say. And then she took the bracelet and she pushed it on his forehead like this. She said, you will now be known as Shamananda. Hmm? So it made an impression on his forehead, a kind of a tilak. Hmm? And so he came back and everybody wondered, what kind of tilak is this guy wearing now? He's uh, rather an odd fellow. He was initiated over there, and he's being schooled over here, and now he's wearing a different tilak, and and it's a made-up tilak. He's not, in other words, wearing the tilak of his lineage uh, from um, Hridaya Chaitanya. Neither he's wearing the tilak of Jiva Goswami and the lineage of Jiva Goswami. So there's slightly different tilaks you can find within Gaudiya Vaishnavism and the Dvaita family and in the Nityananda's lineage, Srinivas and so forth and uh, and so on. Hmm? So we have the Bhakti, Bhakti, we are members of the Bhakti Vinod Paribar, so our tilak as it is. But uh, this was a unique tilak. Nobody had seen it before, so there was some suspicion that this guy was a little you know, crazy. His name had become Krishnadas when he got initiated by Hridachitani, but they used to call him Duki Krishnadas because of his sadness of his family life, that he had no brothers and sisters, had been born after they died and so forth. So maybe he seemed a bit despondent at times. Anyway, his nickname was Duki Krishnadas. But uh, the gopis, they changed his name to Shamananda, hmm? the bliss of Sham, hmm? name for Krishna. So, um, Sham. And the bliss for Sham is, is Radha and so forth. So at any rate, uh, Frida Chaitanya came to know that his disciple was wearing this phony tilak and, uh, and, uh, he, he did reveal the story to Jiva Goswami, but it's kind of an unbelievable story. <laughs> and so Jiva Goswami said, hey, keep it quiet. And, uh, and so anyway, Frida Chaitanya came and, said, what is this you're wearing, this tilak? And he said, well, I got this tilak and told an unbelievable story, and Radhachitani had doubt about it. He told him to wash it off, but it wouldn't wash off. It was indelible. Hmm. And so there's, uh, there was said to be a council of Vaishnavas to determine how to deal with this 
situation. Jiva Goswami says, I didn't give him the tilak. Hmm? I honored your diksha, and I've been giving him the siksha. Hmm? But this is what happened. And so uh, it's a long and beautiful story, but uh, in brief, the um, Shamananda went into meditation and he was kind of challenged. Well, if you have such contact with Leela, then, then uh, give us some proof. So he anyway he went into meditation, and in that meditation, he had the darshan of Krishna, Vishaka, Radha, and Subal. And men, now remember, the guru of Radha Chaitanya is Subal, appearing in Gaur Leela as Goridas Pandit. Hmm? So Subal in the Leela told Shamananda in his Gopi form, "Tell your guru this." He whispered something in his ear. And so Shamananda came out of the trance and he said, I have a message for you in my trance, and it is this. And so when Hari Dachitan heard this, he knew, oh, he actually went there because what he had told him was something that his guru, Goridas Pandit, had told him in confidence that no one else knew. So Goridas Pandit, who is Subal in Gorlila, told his disciple Hridachatanya something secret that no one else knew. And when Hridachatanya's disciple, Duki Krishnadas, was in question, he went into the Leela and Subal said, this is how we'll resolve the situation. Tell him this. Then he'll know what you're talking about is real and you actually, by Radha's grace, have access to the Leela in such a prominent way and that because of your what seems menial, but nonetheless significant, as all services, really, in Krishna consciousness, it's menial service to uh, Radha, finding the bracelet. She blessed him and took him into her camp. Hmm? So he was initiated in Sakya Rasa lineage, but he was taken into uh, Madhurya Rasa hmm? by Radha herself. And then it became this imprint of the bangle or the ankle bracelet on his forehead became the tilak for his lineage. A lineage formed around Shamananda. We now refer to it as the Shamananda Paribar, or the family of, if you will, the spiritual family of Shamananda. And they all wear that um, tilak to this day. It's a celebrated uh, lineage within Gaudiya Vaishnavism, which brings up an, a nice point because... Often it's said that you must be connected in Gaudiya Vaishnavism to a lineage that has its origins in one of the immediate disciples of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who was present during his lila, like Nityananda, Advaita, Srinivas Thakur, hmm? um, and so on, Rupa, Sanatan. And so their lineage is stemming from all these eternal associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who appeared along with him in, in Gaur Leela. Hmm. And um, we, in our lineage, when the disciples of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur were, were, would be asked in Bengal, which paribar do you come from? He instructed them to say, we come from the Bhakti Vinod paribar. So Bhakti Vinod is not, doesn't appear to be any, one of the immediate associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from 500 years ago. Hmm? It's a more recent lineage, not that recent now, it's 
hundred years uh, since Bhaktivinoda Thakur was uh, amongst us um, and doing his preaching and writing and so forth. But at any rate, a long time from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's associate. So how can your lineage start with Bhaktivinoda and be an authorized lineage if your lineage has to go all the way back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? But of course, Bhaktivinoda Thakur reasoned that Bhaktivinoda Thakur is carrying something with him, that more with him than is found in his own guru. Hmm? So he's an extraordinary person come for a particular purpose, either directly from the Golok or from a previous life, hmm? and um, a very prominent member of the Sampradaya with direct connection to the Leela and so forth. Therefore, Bhaktivinoda Paribhar. Now, while some people may take objection to that, we have the example of Shamananda. Another example is Narottam, one of the associates of of uh, Shamananda and Srinivas, the three, whose uh, sect is often referred to as the Narottam Paribhar. Hmm? Even though he's a disciple of Lokanath, it's not referred to as the Lokanath Paribhar, but the Narottam Paribhar because of the prominent contribution of Narottam. Narottam's one disciple, excuse me, Narottam was the, was the lone disciple of Lokanath, but Narottam had thousands of disciples. And wrote beautiful poetry and so forth. Many of the songs we sing are written by Nartam Thakur, so he made a huge contribution. So some persons then have fashioned the idea Nartam Paribar, no one, no one objects hmm? because of this obvious spiritual stature of Nartam. Shamananda Paribar, no one objects because of the exceptional spiritual status and character of Shamananda and, uh, uh, and this particular story and so on and so forth. So there should be no objection, the point is either, to the idea of the Bhakti Vinod Paribhar. Bhakti Vinod Thakur was the person who first saw to really, in a meaningful, substantial way, interface Gaudiya Vaishnavism with the Western world. He was the first person to be successful in that. He had corresponded, written to Emerson and Thoreau, who were considered like the first American transcendentalists and other people of the West and tried to present Gaudiya Vaishnavism in Western language and um, yeah, and give it life in um, new times, so to speak, at a time when it was its light was dim after many years. And this is the what the parampara is about. And it's sometimes said by Krishna says Krishna says sometimes the teaching gets obscured and New light is given, new emphasis is given by myself. I, I commissioned someone hmm, to um, re-kind uh, of restructure it or represent it and, and, and so forth according to the time. So this is a huge contribution of Bhaktivinoda Thakur. All of us are uh, a product of that. And the, the, the uh, interest in Gaudiya Vaishnavism in academia, which is considerable, now, after all these years, it's all a result of the Bhaktivinoda Paribhar. The very the fact that there are that it's that it's common knowledge in uh, academia that there are different uh, strands of Vedanta, as opposed to the idea that it, Vedanta means Advaita, Vedanta of Shankar, is also very much due to the Bhaktivinoda Paribhar and particularly the work of my Guru Maharaj Bhaktivinoda Swami Prabhupada. Who, um, directly brought the mission to the West and very much argued against um, Mayavad and gave 
helped to be kind of build a bridge that Ramanujas could cro- come across and Gaudias and and, uh, and and so forth. And he got his books into the libraries and and so forth. So it used to be previously that you couldn't go to go to a, a class on world religions when you got to Hinduism and find out that that there was such a thing as Chaitanya Vaishnavism or Ramanuja Vaishnavism, Shri Vaishnavism, Vishishta Dvaita 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 Beta Beta or so forth. Only there was um, monism of Shankar and this was the be all and end all. Hinduism culminated in this. Hmm. So, this is another, and there are many more contributions of the Bhakti Vinod Paribar. So we have every good reason to make a claim. We stake our connection with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through Bhakti Thakur and his successors. And of course he has, he's part of a lineage also, actually in, uh, in Nityananda Vamsa, lineage coming from associates of Nityananda Prabhu. Hmm. So in this way uh, we have a precedent for our um, following in this way the idea of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur in Shamananda Prabhu Narutam Tuban and Shamananda, whose day it is today. This is a very beautiful um, story, many implications there. For I leave you for you to uh, reason about, think about yourself, particularly the story of Shamananda's initiation, the forming of the Shamananda Paribar, and uh, so on. Are there any questions? Yes. Uh, I wonder about. The six Goswamis have some place in the eternal Gaudiya, since they were outside of Namadeva. Well, the idea that Krishna never leaves Vrindavan, and so all of his associates stay there as well. If they leave, only a partial form of them goes. Sometimes it's reasoned that those who met in Kurukshetra were partial manifestations, even of the original gopas and gopis and and so on. It's a way of saying that uh, Vrindavan is those devotees. So if they're not there, there is no Vrindavan. Just like it said, holy places are holy because there are holy people there. And therefore, if you go to the holy place... And you don't take advantage of the association of a holy person, a masadu. You haven't gone there. Hmm? So, therefore, philosophically speaking, if the inhabitants of Vrindavan should leave Vrindavan, then there's no Vrindavan, or it's moving around. <laughs> it's wherever they are. Hmm? So, therefore, we might reason that if Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who is Krishna, or is Krishna, comes to earth, in Navadvip, that Navadvip is not different from Vrindavan. Yes, that's true. This is in Navadvip, is where Krishna takes the, tries to take the role of the uh, Ashraya Lamana. He's the Vishaya Lamana, the object of love. He tries to take the position of being the shelter of love, the devotee, the embodiment of love, Radha's love. So this is in Navadvip. But Navadvip is said to be a lotus within the lotus of Vrindavan, Gupta Vrindavan, a hidden Vrindavan. Hmm? So it would be reasonable to consider that, that if Krishna comes, appears in Vrindavan, then all of his associates who come with him, 
or appears in Navadvipa as Gaur, then his associates will appear there as well. Hmm. The question is about Rupa Goswami, Sanatana Goswami, who, who, who didn't appear in, the, in Navadvipa. Hmm. Um, and so, do they have any place in the Gore, eternal Gore Leela? Hmm. And um, the answer to that is that the fact of the matter is that there are a number of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's eternal associates that did not appear in Navadvip, as we might think they should. Um, and the idea behind that is that that uh, they were so um, situated for the idea of distributing the Vrindavan conception, which is what audarya means. Audarya means magnanimity, so it's a ma- it's a madhurya sweetness of Vrindavan imbued with magnanimity, causes it to overflow. So some of the associates, anyway, they appeared. Uh, outside, but the question is: Do they do they have any place then in the eternal lila, which is Navadvip? Hmm? So Navadvip has the Gaur lila is eternally going on on manifest and so forth. And the answer, of course, is yes, they do. They're there. In fact, the Goswamis embody hmm, the swarup, hmm, the ideal swarup or form that devotees, sadhakas. Um, can themselves um, acquire hmm, in order to participate in Gaur-lila. In other words, if you want to participate in Krishna-lila, you have to get a corresponding form as a gopa or a gopi. It has to come from spiritual practice, realization, and so forth, mercy. This is a development attachment to Krishna, just like our form now is the basis based on our attachment to material things. If you analyze it carefully, you'll see. I'm a bundle of attachments is what I am. So when we become attached to Krishna, for corresponding form starts to develop an internal form of swarup, siddha swarup. Hmm? So in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, there is the idea that one can have two forms. One, some devotees in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, they have a p- particular liking for Gaur-lila. Some have a particular liking for Krishna-lila. Some have a liking for both. So there's a possibility of eternally participating in both leelas, which is Gaur does. Gaur is Krishna, and he and he is playing the role of a devotee. But then he becomes absorbed in Krishna leela and enters the leela of Krishna. So, so at any rate, there is also a corresponding form for devotees, sadhakas, to by which they can participate eternally in the Gaur leela. You weren't born in Navadvip, but you can participate there. So certainly Rupa Goswami and Sanatana Goswami and Jeeva Goswami can as well. And they appear there uh, in a form like their own, of their own likeness as they appear in Gaurila, but younger, like like a like a you know in your your youth when you know you get these guys on Facebook and they put their you know. 60-year-old guys and they put their 20-year-old pictures on there, you know. <laughs> that kind of thing. And they all look charming. and uh, So youth is very attractive. So they appear like that hmm? in Gaur-lila. And one can get a gopa form, a tiny gopa form for serving Krishna or a gopi form for serving 
Krishna, Radha Krishna, and Krishna Leela, and have a corresponding form as a young Brahmin boy hmm, in Gaur Leela. Hmm. And it's a, it's a form that, uh, as I say, kind of corresponds with the form of the Goswamis that they appear in there. Hmm. And you follow Chaitanya Mahaprabhu around and under the direction of your guru and um, enter the kirtans and sometimes get some personal service, bring a garland, put it on him like this, hmm. so on. So it's like uh, the the the, the Gorlila is Sadaka Siddha Bhumi. It's the Bhumi, the land where Siddhas, perfected devotees. Enact the leela of sadhakas, perfect sadhakas. And there, all the things that you read about, just they, they chanted once and they erupted in ecstasy and fell on the floor in love of God. It all happens there. Hmm? Here we think, oh, I chanted quite a few times. It hasn't happened yet. What am I waiting for? We're waiting for the cheto darpana marginum, the heart to be cleansed. That's the first part. Hmm? Then other things will come. So their their sadhakas, they appear as sadhakas as Gore does, hmm? they're worshiping Radha and Krishna and Kirtan and in the home and so forth, and and uh, hearing the Bhagavatam, going to Bhagavatam classes and so forth, and they're all hearing the verses and passing out and uh, and so on. Sort of extraordinary uh, realm. So they're all appearing as sadhakas. So we will appear there as sadhakas, also. And enter the house of Srivas to do kirtan with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There are millions of ashrams there. Hmm? So the Audari is an ashram. It has a representation there also. In uh, in uh, in uh, in uh, Nadia, you can go there. Madhavan too. Hmm? Saragrahi was still working on that <laughs> here, so it will manifest there. Something like that is the idea. It's millions of ashrams and all different sadhakas there. Hmm? And it's just like here. It's good, good to know because it's so nice here. Hmm. But better. Hmm. That's the idea. <laughs> Nobody's carrying any extra baggage there. Nobody comes, Gurmaraj. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, they have their, they're represented there. Any other question? Yes. No, I don't. Th- I don't think it is. Uh, there's, a, there's a book, Shamananda Prakash. I think tells the whole story of Shamananda. I don't. I don't, I don't think so. That's secret, secret, secret. Shamananda, question. Uh, yeah, in the Navadvipa, Thakur is saying that if you if you go to the eternal Navadvip, you will meet all your friends and relatives there. Uh, and when I read it, I was thinking that that's uh, simply a, uh, like a to encouragement. Yeah, encouragement, but maybe exaggeration. Indians who are so touched to the family. But then I think maybe it's true. Is it true that you come there and like my mother is there and my grandmother? Well, it would be at least true in this sense. You meet all your friends and relatives. Hmm? So you meet your godbrothers, your god sisters, your god cousins, your uncles, spiritual uncles, so on and so forth. It's a big family. It's a party bodice. It means family, really. <laughs> but, but he, he says it like, uh-huh. in, in this world we're all separated. 
There we will meet them all when they all become Vaishnavas. Yeah, that potential is there. And, and, and the implication also is that the best way for them to become Vaishnavas is for you to become a Vaishnava. Hmm? Because, why? It's very simple logic. That if you endear yourself to the Vaishnavas and Krishna, hmm, then what happens? If, Krishna, if you become dear to Krishna, then whatever, whoever thinks fondly of you also becomes dear to Krishna. That's the law of love. If I love you and I find out somebody else loves you, I think, oh, he's pretty nice. I'd like to meet him. Hmm. He sh- we share something. Hmm. So when we become a Vaishnava, Krishna becomes fond of us, we endear ourselves to Krishna, then whoever else thinks fondly of us, even though they might not be Vaishnavas, Krishna becomes favorably disposed towards those jivas. They get those jivas, or just jivas wandering in the brahmanda, in the, in the universe, life after life. Some attention from Bhagwan is drawn to them by the power of our own Vaishnavism. So that means in due course they'll become Vaishnavas also. you meet them there. So, if you want to help your friends and family, <laughs> this is the way to do it. Otherwise, there's no hope of ever staying together. Anything else? Oh, yes, okay. I was, Last I was thinking question. about what we were talking about yesterday in your house, about your relationship with the Sadhguru. And um, if I remember correctly, I think you said that you actually come under the leadership of your Sadhguru in the Lilo. Like, there's just groups within groups within groups. So how does that translate? Same. Same. If the guru has a is manifest in Gaur Leela, then you have a Swarup there and you're in his ashram. And then Krishna Leela, he has another form, and there you're in his group in that Leela. You follow? You understand? Maybe. I think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying that. If your guru has a form as a gopi or a gopa in Krishna Leela, you will dev- and you develop a form in the same rasa. Sadguru means, in that sense, that kind of guru who you have the same relationship with, and so, so then you go there in that group, right? You understand that? So the same guru has a representation, a, a, a form in which he participates in the Gaur Leela eternally. Hmm? So you have a corresponding form and go there and serve under him. In Gaur Leela, just like you do in Krishna Leela. In a form as a young Brahmin boy, on the one side in Gaur Leela. Hmm? Oh, you're wondering, well, if my guru is a young Brahmin boy, then how will he be my guru? Is that? Yeah. No. He's young but old and wise. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was also young. In Namadweep, he doesn't get older than 24. Hmm. So, uh, so, and then uh, same thing in Krishna Leva, so two forms. All right, we stop there. Shri Shamananda Prabhu ki jai, Gaur Bhaktabhinda ki jai, Bhaktivinod Parivar ki jai, Gaur Premanande, Gaur Jai.